Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Promoting peace, liberty, and prosperity around the clock. LibertyTalk.fm. Um, you know what? I wanted to start off with kind of complaining about the NBA, but first of all, CBS Sports, first of all, they had enough with you. You click on an article and they play the videos all the time and it's always leaking into the show. I know that everybody's used to that, but now what they're doing is I open up all my articles, I read them and I mute it and then they start playing noise again. Now they're double timing me, really pissing me off and I don't like ESPN, so I can't go there. But, Roz, I'm, I'm kind of stuck. I want to dump CBS Sports, but I just keep coming back every week. Yeah, CBS Sports seems to uh, really be marketing strongly towards you. I think that they understand that, that they have you trapped, as that's the only website you can go to. So why not double time Tra- with a double ad? It's like I'm at the movies. It's like, yeah, you want you want popcorn? Seven bucks. You want right. a, dr- you want a they're drink? They're going hard on that. You want a drink? Seven fifty. It's like being at the Cubs game. You want a beer? You want to have five beers? Pull out your $50 bill. That might not even <laughs> exactly. be enough. And that's not enough. That, hot, I was going to say it. You want a hot dog, fries, and a Coke? 20 bucks. It's like they got you, and I, I hate it because CBS, I like the articles, great material, but they're always playing with the ads, and whenever I put my mouse over it, right when it starts playing, it won't pop up. You can't mute it. can't do anything with it, and it's ridiculous. I've got I've got another quarrel actually with a website, the Journal Centennial Online. This is only for Packer fans, but like when I go on there, if I click on too many articles in a month, then I'm banned for the rest of the month from clicking on articles unless I pay. So this is like the popcorn and the candy at the movie theaters. Like I have to pay to read now. Reading isn't my number one skill anyways. I don't want to read. I think it's a luxury or it's an honor for a website to get me to read something because I'd rather just watch it on Sports Center on TV. So the fact that they want to make me pay for it. Is absolutely ridiculous. Can't watch Sports Center anymore. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's been fun. It's been the LeBron show, which is going to be our next conversation. But it's uh, it's definitely been the LeBron show. Yeah. So speaking of LeBron, we had a a furious. Tell me you're watching. There, see, there it is again. <laughs> there I she muted, is. Third time on this article that I've muted it, the video, and it, it pops up again. Now we're now it's NCIS. First it was L'Oreal hair products. Now it's NCIS. Unbelievable. But. We had a furious, furious group text going on Tuesday night when LeBron officially signed his four-year, $53.5 million deal. 
with the Lakers. Um, initial thoughts? I I think LeBron isn't as liked as much as everybody think, or at least as much as he thought he was in the NBA. Because I felt it should have been his game to wait. He should have totally done the waiting game, let all the pieces kind of fall into place. I mean, PG thirteen screwed him by going back to OKC, which didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Maybe he really liked the culture in Oklahoma City. I've never been there, so I don't know. But LeBron signs with the Lakers. You hear all this excitement. The Lakers are going to be this. The Lakers are going to be that. Nobody else came. Boogie hightailed it to Golden State which doesn't make any sense. We're going to get really into that shortly. Kawhi all of a sudden wants to be a clipper because he doesn't want to play second fiddle to LeBron. They get Lance Stevenson and Rajon Rondo, two of LeBron's biggest enemies through his career. I mean, LeBron shot his load a little early, and I know that happens to even the best of us when we're hitting the sack, but he shot his load early, and it's going to come back to bite him because we understand the talent he had. He was able to get through the East, which I didn't think was very dominant. I thought they had a better year this year than they'd had in years past. But now he's going. I don't think he's the. I don't think he's at four or five in the West right now. I don't think so either. And I mean, this is obviously all from what I've read. I'm not a. I'm not a, an NBA scout, but it just looks to me like the Lakers look very similar to the Cavs. Just a bunch of people around LeBron who can't shoot and can't really do much. Um, I mean, am I wrong here? I mean, Lance Stevenson, um, Ron McGee, McGee, they signed, not a shooter. Um, I like Lonzo Ball, but he can't really shoot either. And it's just like, I agree with you. The Lakers are just like, are they, are the Cavs the poor man's version of LeBron's Lakers now, which is still not, I think, a very good team. And, you know, with Paul George not coming over to LA and reports that Kawhi might not either. I mean, the Lakers are. I don't think they're going to be that that good. I mean, obviously they're. I mean, they have. They're a playoff team. I think that. Okay, but like, who isn't a playoff team? Right. No, I understand. But I think the West is tougher to make the playoffs. And I mean, you just look at it how it came down to the end of the regular season this year. The Nuggets are no joke, and they almost made it. It was literally the last game of the season that the Timberwolves pushed it over. Uh, You're right. I mean, think about this Lakers team with LeBron. It is. Basically, they made a massive trade midway through the season to send Larry Nash, Jordan Clarkson, all of them over to the Cavs. And now he just that trade occurred. And now LeBron's just moving over to the Lakers with a team that just made a massive trade with them. Because, again, with Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who they just brought back, he's not a great shooter. I mean, who's shooting the ball? Kyle Kuzma and Ingram aren't known to be spot up three point shooters. So, yeah, and they the second worst shooting per- or three-point or regular shooting percentage in the league last year and I feel like if you're playing on a team with LeBron you need to be able to shoot the ball right the fix isn't going to be LeBron like LeBron obviously is good for the wins but that team can only go as far as LeBron takes him which will end up being potentially a first or second round matchup against the Warriors which is just a disgusting team now I mean there if there was ever a shot for a team to go 82 and 0 which sounds Absolutely ridiculous. Sounds ludicrous. Shouldn't be mentioned ever. It's this team. They have an all-star starting five lineup. And it's not done yet. I'm reading this report right now that they have room for mid-level exceptions, which I think is the biggest BS. Can you explain that to the listeners and me as well? Mid-level extensions are... Exception? Exception is some form of like a grade of a player and their veteran status and how long they've been with teams in years past. And so people like it is a player accepting that they're this veteran status, but they're mid-level. They're not at the end of their career and they're not at the beginning of their career. And they take a five million dollar deal and it doesn't impact the cap space, which is 
absolutely ridiculous because one of the players Golden State is still in the process of signing is Avery Bradley from the Los Angeles Clippers. And Avery Bradley is one of the best defending guards in the NBA and isn't a bad shooter. I mean, again, I think he would have been a better piece for the Lakers to go after in terms of adding to the LeBron squad they now have. But if Bradley goes to the Warriors, I'm not saying that puts it over the edge, but that just ensures a bench that's pretty good. I mean, they're going to have Iguodala back. They're going to have Sean Livingston back. They signed Boogie for $5 million, basically a mid-level exception again. Like, it's unbelievable to me that Boogie is willing to take $5 million, a guy who's probably worth just as much as LeBron James to another team. That team is disgusting, and the Lakers haven't done anything to match it. I mean, you get this hype that LeBron's coming to the West. That was the big news of free agency. But then DeMarcus Cousins signs with the Warriors, and it ruins what is the best part of the NBA season, and that is the offseason. It kind of it did put a damper on LeBron going to the Lakers. That seemed like it was going to be the start of a pretty interesting offseason. And then just almost immediately after, Boogie goes to the best team maybe in the history of the NBA. And I know he's coming off an injury and probably won't play the start of the season, but now it's like doesn't have to. can take all the time in the world that he wants. The Warriors are going to have... He doesn't have to play till the postseason. There's no point. He doesn't can, even have to play in the postseason. But he will, and they're going to have five all-stars in their starting lineup, um, like the Celtics team in the 80s, 70s, I don't know. But it's been a long time since that happened, and it just makes the league way worse than it already is. But this is the Sporting Edge, everybody. If you miss a show, you know where to find us, libertytalk.fm, amfm247.com. We'll be back after the break with more complaining about the NBA because it stinks. What's up? What's up, everybody? We are back at the Sporting Edge. And, Roz, we were talking about Boogie going to the Warriors, uh, talking a little bit about LeBron. Where, where are we at with NBA free agency? Because I, I feel like the best season in the NBA took a – Definitely took a little bit of a hit with one of the best, maybe the best big man in the league going to the best team in the league, making it even more unfair than it already is. Right. I mean, there are still free agents left, not any at the caliber that will shift a team's win percentage, or at least the winning opportunity against the Warriors. But real quickly, not did not only did that ruin this offseason, the fact that people began speculating about next offseason. The NBA is so fragile, in my opinion. I think... People begin to tear up at the drop of a hat, and the Warriors thing is totally an example of why people and fans should tear up, and they need to look towards the future to get past this. Well, it's not gonna, no one's going to get past this if this the Warriors keep doing what they're doing. They the, the attract league, players. The league should have stopped it, like the Chris Paul trade. I don't think you can stop free agency. I think no. trades would have been stopped. I don't think the league has the power to tell a player. And They don't have the power, but they should. Because this, right. this just makes like... It just makes the league even worse, and it's already pretty bad. I mean, like, it's bad. But, like, ex- for example, why it's also ruined is because how I was going to bring it up is now we have to wait till next offseason, which is the new hype and speculation of this offseason. It's Jimmy Butler's fed up in Minnesota, thinks the young players aren't taking it seriously enough. Kyrie all of a sudden wants to leave the Celtics to join the Knicks. He wants to play with his brother, quote-unquote, J- Jimmy Butler in New York. Then you've got Damian Lillard hinting at his exit for, from Portland to go to L.A. Like, I don't have time for this, Xander. I know I'm only 23, but I don't need to wait years and years to get a good NBA going, you know? I understand the dynasty thing happens, and the NBA is most well-known for that with their Lakers and their Celtics, even the Bulls' six-championship run. 
And I understand championship runs happen like this, but the NBA, it needs to be a better league. It needs to join the ranks of Major League Baseball where there is the inability to predict what's going to happen. I think there's no like there's no team in Major League Baseball, I'm telling you, is going to win it all this year. Even when Stanton signed with the Yankees, that wasn't a foregone conclusion with them going to win it all. I wish the NBA was had a little more balance between each team. I wish that there wasn't the ability for five I'm not, five All-Stars. They were literally all selected the All-Star game last season before Cousins got hurt. Are on one team and on one starting lineup. It's super unfortunate. You don't get to live in the now. You just wait for the future. And the Warriors are the most unbelievably made team I've ever seen. It's it literally a video game team. It's if we turn the trade trade allowing thing process off and allowed everything to go through, you literally have an NBA 2K team in Golden State. Yeah, but I want to read a – this is a pretty funny quote. This is before Boogie went to the Warriors, and we were talking in our group text that he might go to the Lakers. And quote from one of our friends, Dylan Wallace, pretty funny. I think nice. I think Boogie makes the Lakers worse. Big slow guy who was hurt, yuck poo. Nice. That, out there. that was pretty funny reading that. Um, and then I chimed in with his probably the best big slow hurt guy in the league um and now that he's on the best team it just it just makes everything he doesn't even need to be an all-star on this best team he just needs uh he doesn't need to be an all-star on this team he could be an average of the road guy and they still win it all yeah i think maybe the only thing that could make this season a little bit more interesting this year is if they just say top four teams in the entire league doesn't matter which conference make the playoffs make the regular season a lot more interesting but you know, with half the league making it and the Warriors just being basically twice as good as any other team, you know, we're probably going to be sitting here, uh, you know, 10 months well, from now. Well, we could, we could do it now. I, I called it last year when the season ended. I'll do it right now. Golden State Warriors win the NBA Finals next year. I'll put put the house on it. Well, I put think the they apartment. went from – I don't remember the exact odds were, but they were like plus 150 – uh, to win, and then when Boogie signed there, minus one fifty, and that, that's pretty ridiculous for one team to be a, a legitimate favorite, like minus on the money line to win an NBA title. That's just means the disparity in the league is so bad right now. Um, but you know, looking at a, at a couple other teams, um, Wizards signing Dwight Howard. Don't really care. Don't like Dwight Howard. Um, he can be disgruntled over there with John Wall. I, I, I don't know. Maybe Dwight Howard plays like the Orlando Magic Dwight Howard. That's not that bad. I, I think the East actually becomes more entertaining now that LeBron's gone. If you think about it. Maybe, but I mean, they're just... The Unless kind, you think like, the Celtics are the Warriors of the East. Yeah, I mean, it could be Celtics, you know, 76ers could be interesting. That could be fun. Right, I, I don't know. I think the, I like that Wizards move. I everyone can hate on Dwight Howard. He has been a cancer to multiple teams. I kind of like the move. I think he's better than Marcin Gortat, who they traded to the Clippers for Austin Rivers. I don't know. I like it. I'm going to say I like it. Yeah. And then uh, Julius Randle going to the Pelicans, um, replacing Boogie. Replacing Boogie. I, I like Julius Randle. I don't think he's. I don't think he's a Boogie. But... I think Anthony Davis just had the Russell Westbrook effect happen to him. I think he just got left out to dry, and I think it's Davis's turn to switch teams. Maybe go to the Lakers. Find a way to get him to L.A. Yes, I don't want to no. see it. We need another stacked team. That's just inevitable because it's no fun 
it's better when there are multiple stack teams that will actually create disparity in terms of winners opposed to one that is like you said two times if not three times better than the rest of the 29 other teams yeah and how about um jimmy butler uh seemingly fed up with uh his minnesota wolves younger Did you take teammates? a nap at the beginning of the segment <laughs> no i just wanted to bring it up uh I'm gonna read, read a quote says as for butler a league source says that he also has no intentions of signing an extension with Minnesota, all but fed up with the nonchalant attitude of his younger teammates, specifically Carl Anthony Towns. Pretty strong words um, calling out a guy who's probably a top probably a top five player in the league. I think I'd put Towns in there. You, you put Towns as a top five player in the league? Who are you putting out of the top five? LeBron, KD, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis. Oh, I didn't even mention Kawhi Leonard. Which one do you want to butt out okay. for so for Carl Anthony Towns? Seven. He's a good. He's a great player. He's better than Jimmy Butler, I think. You think Carl Anthony Towns is better than Jimmy Butler? I think so. Look at just the, how the team operated last year when Butler was healthy versus when Butler wasn't. There's not even a question in my mind that Jimmy Butler is significantly better than Carl Anthony Towns right now. Rig- and that might that might change. It might change. Right now, I would have Jimmy Butler on my team before Carl Anthony Towns. Regardless, I think it's kind of disappointing for a team that I was thinking maybe a couple years down the road could be the top team in the league. And that's a lot of talent. Wiggins, Teague, Jimmy Butler, Carl Anthony Towns. Like to hear this is disappointing because we have, you know, there's only a very there's very few teams that are kind of on the precipice of maybe being good and being able to compete um, a few years down the road. This I thought was one of those teams, but I feel like you know Tibbs just mixing up mixing up the gin and juice again is not is it's not working out in Minnesota. Well, he's got the young bucks versus the gritty kind of been around the league guys like Jimmy Butler. So I totally understand. I mean, they brought Derrick Rose back in for maybe revitalizing period of his career. Maybe not. Maybe he'll just be a significant role player. Fun fact: Derrick Rose still making um, over tens of millions of dollars on his shoe deal. That is only because he's playing down. this year. It ha- that was part of the contract. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to go down as, as a loss for as Adidas. A, Adidas, yeah, it's it's a loss for them. Absolutely. I mean, I agree with you. It's sad. Although, at what point is Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns supposed to be the top players in the league? It's. I understand you have your opinion of Carl Anthony Towns, who is definitely a freak athlete. Definitely already. top ten. That's a hundred percent. I could argue top 10. I could say top 15 maybe is where I'd like to put him, but that's an argument for a different day. Maybe we'll put it on another segment. But Andrew Wiggins, who's taken 1-1, who's traded to the Timberwolves for the Kevin Love deal, who we haven't even talked about Kevin Love being the face of Cleveland now. But Andrew Wiggins, when is he going to step out and be a Giannis Antetokounmpo, the breakout player, the new best player on a team in the league? I mean, when are we going to get that? Or is he never going to reach that caliber that he was expected to reach? It might That's never like, happen. I mean, how long has he been in the league for? Is this three or four years now? Three? Jabari Parker. Oh, yeah, I would say four years now because Jabari Parker's been in it four years. So they were drafted the same draft. Well, I mean, he's still got some time. I mean, even if we look back at, at MJ, look at LeBron, like. Eh, LeBron, LeBron. LeBron only didn't make the playoffs once. Okay. And that was his rookie season with a terrible, terrible team. And let it be known that he played with a terrible, terrible team all the way up until he went to Miami and now to the Lakers. Just want to put that in the universe. But yeah, put, put it in the universe. But, I mean, Wiggins is still young. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he might it might not happen. You never know. Um, but what I do know is this is the end of the Sporting Edge for segment number two. If you miss a show, you know where to find us. LibertyTalk.fm, AMFM247.com. We'll be back after the break, everybody. 
What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scotch Lady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to the Bubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at Bubba at the Bubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at Bubba at the Bubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, the Bubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubble Report. What's up? What's up, everybody? This is our longest segment, the third segment. Me and Wits here are going to be trying to bring you just news and facts around the sporting world as we are really in that cold time of, I say cold, obviously, which is ironic because it's hot in the summer, but it's a cold time for sports. We just had the Nathan's hot dog eating contest on the 4th of July. And Joey Chestnut won with a record-breaking. Oh, there it is again. They say we're the best. Damn. Wow. To- All right. That was a scary CBS ad. It was. N- I think it's NCIS. That was like blowing wind in your face. But anyways, Joey Chestnut, 74 hot dogs. The counter was 10 hot dogs off at the conclusion of his eating competition. So it read 64. They had to go back, review the tape, brought in Ed Hockley or whoever you bring in on the NFL staff to look into their monitor. 74 hot dogs, new world record. 10 minutes, 74 hot dogs. Joey Chestnut winning his 11th title and his third in a row. You know, honestly, I, I was never a Chestnut fan. When I think of hot dog eating contests, I think of Kobayashi. And Chestnut's the guy who took him out. Ch- Chestnut has won 11 of the last 12 hot dog eating contests. You talk about a dynasty. That's a dynasty. That, that tells you how much I've been watching the hot dog eating contests over the past 12 years. I'm- I mean, it's probably more of a childhood thing for us. Like, I accidentally threw on SportsCenter on the 4th of July, and they Joey Chestnut was the focus of that day. And he came out and he performed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, happy July 4th, everybody. Hope you had a wonderful celebration with, uh, with your families and friends. Hope um, you saw some fireworks. I'm a fireworks guy. I know you're not. Yeah, I mean, uh, first couple of years they were super exciting, and then I just, I don't know. They kind of lost a little bit of their luster for me. But the spirit of the holiday, I actually participated in the Lincolnshire Parade this year, which was pretty fun. Sitting in, sitting in the convertible, uh, I got to throw out the candy. Um, first time I've even been around a parade in probably a decade. What, is, what were you doing in a parade? You're just some scary-looking financial no, advisor. No, it's part of the Rotary Club. You know, We had to drive around in our convertible with our Rotary stickers. Um, throwing out candy to the kids, you know, making everybody happy. What Got kind of candy does a Rotary Club throw out there? Oh, we had a couple big bags. I mean, you know, we hit candy for the kids. You know, the Gobstop. I hope it wasn't Twizzlers. There, I don't. There might have been a Twizzler or two. You, just, you, you sent out some bad freaking candy. If you didn't throw out Snickers or Musketeers, you had some bad day going. Dude, all right. See, that's when you're wrong because nobody mm-hmm. wants to eat a Snickers when it's 98 degrees outside. I'm gonna. The throw only that thing you want to eat is chocolate. No, that's, Hershey that's bar. It. Musketeer bar, crunch if bar. If you're melting, you don't want to eat melting chocolate. It's just not. If fun. it's a small candy bar, then you just eat it right away. There's no melting. No, 
you're just you're just wrong. I have a question for you. How many hot dogs do you think you can eat in ten minutes? That see, I think we've talked about this before, and the honest thing is, I don't really know. I would I would like to say, in a contest, probably, I think I could do probably twelve. You think you do twelve? Okay, do I'm 12. actually pretty impressed with that because my only grasp of a fooding contest was those that twelve taco box challenge. I don't know if you were there for it. I know some of our other friends were, and that was hard. That took me forty minutes to eat twelve tacos out of that Taco Bell box. So, twelve ta- or twelve hot dogs is commendable, I think, because these people shove it down their face. So I think they deal with the stomachache later. But let's do a quick power rankings. I know I'm stealing a little bit from part of my take. We've got five friends. We've mentioned them all on the show before. I need you to name. In order, who could eat the most hot dogs out of our friend group? I would. Pr- I, th- I think I would throw Dylan up there at number one. I think he'd be. That's a, aggressive. I think he'd be a surprise. Uh, surprise contender. I think I could probably. I'd be up there, maybe number two. Thomas, you know, Thomas might be able to throw back fifteen. I don't know. I could just see him pulling a Joey Chestnut, even with no practice, and being able to throw <laughs> him back. But he's you, our biggest. He's our biggest friend right now. I, I got to be honest. In a nice way. I'm I'm getting up there too. I've been uh it's been a it's been a rough couple months. Rough first quarter of the year for working out. Um but I mean you back in the day when you weighed about two fifty, you could have probably thrown back ten or fifty. I know, right? Dogs. Am I four on your power rankings? I'm only I'm, yeah. I'm only on the fourth tier, is that what you're saying? Uh, you could be, be number one. But um Wow. And now I'm skipping the whole I'm now the fat kid again. You have a really not solidified. You're never not the fat ranking. kid. You might not be fat, but you're always gonna be the fat kid. Let me let me tell you. Here's my power rankings because I'm more professional at doing power rankings. I know you can only read the MLB ones. I've got Thomas Gandalfi number one. I've got Dylan Wallace was a surprise number two. I've got myself at number three. Xander Horowitz at a good four. Matt Collot at a good five. And Jared Rubin, who I'm going to take this. Sh- I don't think Jared could. I think Jared would stop after two. I know he's a bigger guy, but I just don't think he has the ability to force hot dogs down his throat with a 10 minute limit going on. Yeah, see, you, you never know. You never know. And that's, yeah, that's where we're at right now, ranking our friends in hot dog eating contests. Well, we just had the hot dog eating contest. Now let's go. I got some other news. Don't worry. Okay. We've got the World Cup going on, but we're going to hold on off on that for a second because I just saw this other article that w- is way more intriguing because of Xander Horowitz with Cormier being hurt. Cormier had a nice little fall less than 24 hours after his UFC loss. Or wait, UFC 226 lost its co-headliners. He took a fall, tripped over a speaker, and fell to the ground. And he laid on the floor for a few seconds. I don't know why they had to add that to the article. Got up with a limp. He says he's okay. Um, but yeah, that was before his fight Saturday night with uh, Stipe Mir- Miocic. Stipe Miocic. All right, I can't pronounce his name. I so, don't even know if I said it right. But um, yeah, a little interesting bit of news, and you kind of hate to see that before a fight. Um, I think... Daniel Cormier, I, I've never I been a big BS. fan. Maybe it is BS, but um, yeah, entertaining. I'll, I'll put it that way. Always, um, you know, does some entertaining stuff, and I, I still think I still have John Jones as my light heavyweight champion of the world, regardless oh, of what shoot. he did. Was I on the Cormier bandwagon when we did that fight? Was I just completely wrong? I was about to argue against Cormier, but I might have been on the Cormier bandwagon. Well, I mean, you know, John Jones got popped for drugs again. It's not the official right. champion, but regardless, um, Cormier is going for that double division title. I mean, he's light heavyweight champion. Now he's facing Stipe Miocic, um, who has been on an absolute roll. Uh, 
heavyweight, I don't really follow the heavyweight MMA, but I know he's been on the top of the leaderboards for a long time. So this should be a, this should be a good fight. I mean, Cormier, say what you want about him, but I mean, could be arguably one of the best pound for pound fighters of all time. I mean, he just happened to be fighting against John Jones, might be the best of all time, but you know, drugs, a lot of stuff going wrong with him. So Cormier retained the title, but. You know, guys, they're almost 40 years old, um, going to be fighting for this heavyweight title. I'm definitely going to try to watch it Saturday, um, 10 o'clock Eastern, so 9 o'clock Wits time, 7 o'clock Roz time. Uh, I'm glad you got our times. Yeah, make sure Designated. all the people on the West Coast. Um, but yeah, this, this should be an interesting fight, and I really don't know how it's going to go, because Stipe, I've only seen a couple highlights, never seen him actually fight, but he's just an absolute beast, a Russian beast. And in one of their, their pre-game news conference, pre-fight, we'll call it that. You know, he's in the he's in the tux with a bow tie. Um, just looks like a scary dude, a, a dude who I would not wanna not wanna mess with at all. He's just an absolute monster. Cormier, you can confuse for being a hot dog eating co- contestant. You, you know, could, he's just kind of a thick, fat kind of looking guy. He is, I don't know. but he isn't. He'd probably kick my butt, but I I, I don't I, know. I don't he doesn't think intimidate we have to me. Say probably, he is an absolute animal. But, uh, yeah, this should be a real fun one to watch, and that's what I love about UFC. It's like every few months, just a big fight. Like, I want to watch it. I'm a sports fan. I like competition. Um, I like fighting. So I'll, de- I'll definitely throw it on. Um, hopefully I won't have to do uh, one of my, my streaming things on the computer, but that's probably how it's going to end up. Um, yeah, so we got a little fight action. we got the World Cup, which I Which I got. Let me, let me take the reins because, remember, you did your predictions. I have your prediction. You have my prediction. Okay, because I, I still have not watched a second of World Cup soccer. Perfect. So let me tell you where you were right and where you were wrong. You chose Portugal. Uruguay won. Uruguay won 2-1. to one. Cristiano Ronaldo once again exits the World Cup as he cannot win a championship, along with Lionel Messi, who lost. You chose Argentina as well. France came out on top 4-3. to three. So it's going to be France versus Uruguay. I need your pick. Just again, the non-wits sport. This is talking soccer. Give me your just your your pick. You're over two. Uh, give me you can get give me the Frenchies. You're taking all right. We got France over Uruguay for Xander. He's looking to uh, improve. He did pick up a win. He chose Brazil over Mexico. Brazil won two nothing. Neymar, who has set the record for most time on the ground this World Cup with 14 minutes registered. Fun fact: They will be playing against Belgium, who you did select over Japan. Belgium versus Brazil. You're now two and two, so give us uh, give us your quarterfinal pick between Brazil and Bar- Belgium. Uh, Belgium, absolutely. S- surprising Brazil. Wow. Okay, so we got a uh, France Belgium, the two underdogs, going to the semifinals. Then on the other side, you also got, which I will admit I got this one wrong too. Russia beat Spain. You chose Spain. I think there's a little collusion going on as this sport is in Russia this year. Yeah. Then you got Croatia Denmark who Croatia won. I'm pretty sure you chose Denmark just to try to be funny because you didn't know anything about that match. So you got both those wrong. But you, now you have Russia-Croatia in the quarterfinal. Tell me who you picked there, Xander. Uh, I will take Russia, and Ooh. that will take up all the time we have here in the Sporting Edge, everybody. If you miss a show, you know where to find us, libertytalk.fm, amfm247.com. One more segment left, so I think I'm going to have to cut up, cut off the World Cup talk, and we're going to have to go straight to the power rankings England and Sweden's the next matchup. <laughs> All right. I'll take England, and that's enough talking soccer on the sporting edge here. We'll be back after the break, everybody. Well, 
What's up? What's up, everybody? We are back at the Sporting Edge, and we are going to talk some baseball. It's that time of the year. We're coming up on the All-Star break. Got a lot of trade talk brewing, um, and I think the biggest name right now has got to be Manny Machado. Um, yeah, but he just put a wrench in his trading thing, saying he won't move to third base for anybody. Eh, you never know. You never know. But uh, a couple teams um, that look like you know some teams that he might go to. We got a list of eight teams here. Um, we got Phillies, Cardinals, we got Cubbies, Dodgers, Indians, Braves, D-backs, and Brewers. I've heard the most talk about him going to the D-backs. And that would be awfully interesting. And it's kind of funny, you know, thinking about J.D. Martinez went to the D-backs, um, you know, was there for not so long, and now he's on the Red Sox. So I'm kind of wondering, is that could that be uh, something similar that happens to Machado? I mean, I don't really, I don't really follow all the the contracts and how long guys are going to be on each team for, and what guys are, are rentals, what guys are actually getting signed. But I think that'd be interesting if, if they got a guy like that, and then he left the next year. Because they, they, they're a team that I think, you know, definitely has a lot of pieces. But, you know, it would be nice to and see. And takes a chunk out of their team, though, doing these trade bait. Their, oh, their yeah. Trade I mean, Machado I mean, is – that's going to be a haul because he's just, you know, better than Bryce Harper. He's worth more. He's not hitting 220. Uh, so, guy's worth a lot more, I think. And I think that – because you what you just said, I don't think they make that move. I don't think that they're willing to – J.D. Martinez, they didn't have to fork up that much for last year. And look, at he's leading the league in RBIs this season. But I think, honestly, the Diamondbacks are past. I think he goes to – I think he's going to be a rental for whatever team he goes to. I think you could take potentially the Cubs out of it being a rental. I think the Cubs, if they do trade for him, would sign him long term. Um, the Cardinals, I think, are another place that he could go without being a rental. So – I, I don't know. I, I think it needs to be careful, this trade. I need th- Teams need to know going into it whether or not he's going to be a rental. That definitely decreases value, I believe. So we'll see. And I'm upset that the trading block has lost two aces. I'm, I'm pissed off that DeGrom as well as Syndergaard have been taken off the trade block for right now. I mean, I understand with the quality that, of players they are that they shouldn't be traded. But the Mets are a disgusting disgrace to the league. So I believe it's uh, it's about time that they uh they move on from their aces since they don't know what they're doing with them yeah i mean the mets you know say what you want about that i picked them for the world series the past few years but i think this will go down as one of the most disappointing finishes to an era of starting pitching for one team that i think we'll ever see in the game i mean three years ago whenever it is three or four years ago when they made the world series you know had a had a matt harvey who at one point was considered one of the best pitchers in the league um, you look at Jacob DeGrom, who I think right now is a top five pitcher in baseball. Noah Syndergaard can't just, just can't seem to stay healthy, but when healthy, is one of the better pitchers in the games. They had a young, a very, very young Stephen Matz who looked to be you know, one of the next promising lefties in the game. Um, and they also had a pretty decent fifth starter in Zach Wheeler. I know they had a couple guys that bounced around in that fifth spot, but the Mets, it's disappointing, and especially how they started off the year. Um it's garbage. It's just typical Mets baseball that this is where we're at right now. And I think they should just, I think they should get rid of everybody while they still have the chance. Cause I just don't, I just don't see this team going anywhere anytime soon. And I think for your sake, they should get rid of these players. I mean, I, I just should. hope you stop just picking stick, them. Stick a fork in the Mets because you know, this division 
seems to be rapidly turning around with you know teams like the Braves and the Phillies and the Nationals who um, I think they need to call another team meeting because I don't know if the one works so well uh, the other night. Um, but yeah, the Mets are they're they're going to fall they're going to slip deep into the lower tier of mediocrity, which I think is probably one of the worst places to be um, in professional sports. And they're they're just a, a super big disappointment from where I thought they were going to be um, in 2018 and even last year. So as we near the All Star break, I think it's best to look at the standings a little bit, not not going through them, but where what teams do you think make the most improvements and are going to be have a better second half stretch? I mean, we know the Brewers are infamous for blowing it in the second half of the season. They currently hold a one game lead. Obviously, this is as of Thursday over the Chicago Cubs. I don't think the Cubs are going to really stagger. I think they have found their rhythm a little bit. They are have been without Chris Bryant, so they get him back. I think he'll have a better second half than his first half. Along with Anthony Rizzo, I think the Cubs are going to finish at the top of the Central. But who else do you think is reeling right now but can come back and finish the season strong or is starting out hot and it's going to totally burn or crash? Um, I would say I've got a team that's neither. They're kind of in the middle right now. I'm looking at the San Francisco Giants. I mean, I think this is a team when fully healthy. You look at guys like Madison Bumgarner. Um, they got Johnny Cueto back to full health. I think they're a team that's going to make a move um, before the deadline. In a pretty tough division. I mean, look at the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers, uh, you know, who I think have gotten a lot hotter as of late. Um, Clayton Kershaw coming back. That'll be an interesting division, but I'm going to call it right now that I think the San Francisco Giants are going to win the NL West. Um, you wow. also got the Colorado Rockies, who are hovering right around 500 right now. So that's an interesting division race for me. It's a tight um, division. Four games a P or a part are the top four teams. Yeah, I mean, all the NL divisions, I think, are really good right now. I mean, they've all got great races going on. Um, you know, you look at the top four in the NL West, top three in the Central right now. I mean, I know St. Louis is six and a half back, but they've been playing some great baseball, and I think they're a team that's going to make a move. Then you look at the NL East, um, you got Atlanta, Philly, Washington is seven games back right now, but they're still in the mix, um, and they could get they could rattle off, you know, 17 out of 20 games, no problem. They do have the best pitcher and the best batter in Major League Baseball, so anything can happen. <laughs> okay. I'm pretending like I didn't I hear that. But, okay. I'm glad you pretended. But, you know, I think, you know, the division races are so interesting because you, you want to win your division because nobody wants to get stuck in that one-game playoff, which is – that's one of the things that I think makes Major League Baseball so great is that the regular season means a ton. Um, and to win your division means so much. And that's my one worry is just about the Cubs. If they don't win their division, I mean, anything can happen in one game, but I just, I would much rather see a series. Um, cause you know, one game, so much can go wrong and it's going to be, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a dog fight. I, mean, I think the Brewers, um, I think they're here to stay. And I think, you know, what happened to them last year is not going to happen again. I think this is going to be tight all the way down the stretch. Um, and I think the Cardinals, I mean, you know, if you watch any Cardinals baseball over the past 15 years, they've always been good. And I think they're they're always going to be there. So that's going to be tight. Um, I'm kind of excited, though, to see how the NLE shapes up because you've got, you know, two teams who haven't been very good in a long time, you know, the Phillies and the Braves. And then you've got a team that's, you know, basically dominated this division over the past six or seven years in the Washington Nationals. They got a lot of a lot of stuff going on that you know I'm not really sure where these teams are going to go but I'm sure you know there's going to be a couple teams who are going to make some big moves 
Um, I mean, we talked about Machado, you know, possibly going to the D-backs, possibly going to the Cardinals, maybe even the Cubs. So, you know, I think health is going to be a major issue. When you look at the NL West, you know, if the Giants can stay healthy, if the Dodgers can stay healthy, those are two great teams. But, you know, they've had a lot of injury troubles this year. And then you got the, you know, the two young teams in the NL East. And then you got, you know, I'd say just three pretty good teams in the Central right now. So baseball in the NL is exciting. I think this is a great time for it. I mean, AL, Yankees, Red Sox still, Indians uh, are going to take it's away. It's pretty mapped Central. out. It's pretty funny. I think yeah. the AL but is mapped my, out. My, one, my yeah. one sleeper team in the AL right now is the Oakland A's. I think they're a team that's going to make a huge move at the deadline. And I know it's it's tough with the Houston Astros in your division, but the A's are my team. I think they're going to make a wild card this year. you got about 20 seconds left, so sum it all up for us, Roz. I'm just upset that Mike Trout, once again, is on a team that is mediocre. It doesn't even look like they're towards the bottom, and they're nowhere near the top. He needs to move. That is my summary of today's show. All right, you heard it here. Mike Trout needs to move, but I don't think he's going to. And I agree with you. Disappointing that the Angels have fallen back into mediocrity. If only this were the NBA, they'd be sitting probably at, only. Five, at a five or six seed right now. But they are 12 and a half games out of the division lead. That is all the time we have here for the Sporting Edge, everybody. If you miss a show, you know where to find us. LibertyTalk.fm, AMFM247.com. Hope you all had a great 4th of July. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the Cormier-Miocic fight. Um, and we'll be back next week with more baseball, more power rankings. and Almost open season. Almost open season. So we'll see you next week, everybody. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Promoting peace, liberty, and prosperity around the clock. LibertyTalk.fm.